Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to recap a little bit of Week 7 NFL action and then go over our Week Eight waiver wire. We got a couple interesting options this week. Finally, um, a couple guys that actually help you probably quite a bit for the next week or two, maybe. But we'll go over all that after we do this recap. So, Jeff, we're just going to go through. We'll just talk about some of the top performances, maybe some of the not so top performances here. We'll start out at quarterback, and this was the week Aaron Rodgers became Aaron Rodgers again. In fifty three point eight points. That is an unreal game from him. Four hundred twenty nine yards passing, five touchdowns throwing the ball and he ran one in just, I mean, that was um not even, I want to say like <laughs> vintage Aaron Rodgers. That's better than that. That was a, probably I think the best game he's ever had. Now he gets to go against Kansas city next week. Who has been, hasn't been very good against the pass. Chargers haven't been very good. Really. It's could be a couple good weeks here for Rodgers. Yeah. Let, let's hope so. I, I think the, the biggest thing was we knew at some point he was going to break out of his funk Will it continue? That's the whole question. Devontae Adams is, you know, still banged up. Obviously, their running game has looked pretty good. Um, but let's hope. I, the last two games, he has looked a lot better. And I, I'm thinking that he might be finally on track, especially like you said, with with a good schedule coming up. I would absolutely trust him. Um, obviously, if you have him, there there's a very good chance that you stuck with him and, and you played him against Oakland. So nice to see him back. And yeah, it was a monster game. So just a lot of fun. And yeah, not everyone did though. He wasn't played in every league, which I just, I feel always feel like if you have Aaron Rodgers, I mean, just play him. I wouldn't even have another quarterback. Yeah. I just, I hate making a decision on that. Just play, play your guy. You got like Aaron Rodgers, And if not, you're going to miss out on a week like this. And that's, that's the worst missing out on the big time week from your star players. There's nothing worse than that at all. And yeah, he, um, Let's see, he was started in 62% of leagues. That's it. 38% of leagues didn't have Aaron Rodgers starting. Yeah, that's not not a great move. But All right, next up, Kirk Cousins, who has been really good here now for, what, three weeks in a row? I think that is. Yeah, so 20 in standard scoring, 24 and a half, 35 and 37 points, respectively, against the Giants, Philly, and now Detroit. So, I mean, what do you think? Is he back on track finally? Can you see him continuing this stretch of dominance? Because the last two games he's thrown four touchdowns. It looks like he has gotten digs, feeling. I mean, even Irv Smith, um, it's starting to look like they're starting to click. I mean, is this a thing that you can count on now? I actually do think I can count on this. Um, And the next two weeks, Washington and Kansas City. That's again two great matchups for him. I'm, um, I mean, Thielen probably won't be playing this this upcoming week, but I think um, I think that's fine. I think they'll be perfectly fine with it. Washington's not going to present too much of a challenge, and I think Cousins is something about after that Chicago game, and he was just getting ripped by everybody. Where he just, um, I don't know, he, he he's the guy. He's the kind of guy figured it out, and they really truly figured it out. Ten touchdowns in three games. Three only three touchdowns in the four before yeah. that. So I mean, it, it says it all too. I mean, that is crazy. It really is. Four games he threw three touchdowns and two interceptions. The last three ten touchdowns, like you said, only one interception, and every game he's gone over three hundred yards. I mean, it is it, almost like unbelievable night and day from what he was doing. 
it's funny. I heard uh, there's a couple things that said uh, they were talking about MVP candidates, and one of the fringe candidates is now Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I love it. I mean, talking like wanting his head on a on a pike and going yeah. from that to MVP. Like, give me a break. People are so yeah, so quick to to write someone off. Then uh, next guy's up on the list. Stafford had another good fantasy game. And he's been fairly decent in fantasy. He's had a couple a couple bad ones in there. The Green Bay game wasn't good for him. Philly game wasn't good. But he, you know, he's in a good matchup. Is where you're going to have a good Stafford is just who you're playing good matchups. I didn't really know Minnesota would be that, but. Turned out well. Next couple weeks, Giants and Oakland could be two decent ones for him as well. Yeah, I mean, so. do you think with that running back, uh, that that backfield of theirs banged up, do you think that they're going to continue to throw with Stafford? Because he has always been up and down this season. But it seemed like last week when they couldn't get the, the run game going, that's when he really um, exceeded expectations. So do you see that continuing or do you think that uh, they go back to – you know, to his 11 point, like Green Bay kind of deal where he throws for 250 yards and maybe one touchdown. Well, it's going to just, it's really going to depend on if Ty Johnson can can actually play for Detroit. And if he can't, it's going to be throwing the ball everywhere. And I don't know if he can handle it, if, if, Ty, if Ty Johnson can handle it. And I don't know who else they're going to use there. I think they're going to throw the ball around a little bit. I think we're going to get a couple big games from Stafford. I I would actually be fine with playing him in your lineup if you need to. I think it's going to be pretty good. Then, yeah, the rest of the list, pretty pretty standard. Jacoby Brissett, though, had another had a big game. He's the next top with four touchdowns. He's been actually a lot better in fantasy than I expected. <laughs> he has, I mean, he, he has been over 20 points in every game except one. In week five, he went against KC and had kind of a, a bummer. But other than that, he has been maybe not. I mean, his numbers won't be top 10 right now, but he is darn near close. And that's because he had the bye. I have been so impressed with what Brissett has been able to do on short notice, taking over for luck. Um, he is absolutely someone, and I for uh, a league where I've lost every quarterback because everyone got hurt early on, um, I've been playing him, and I have been so happy that I picked him up. And still people, I feel like, very much underrate him. And then, um, yeah, they really do. He's not talked about at all, but he's he's consistent. But then Lamar Jackson. Terrible passing day. Just terrible, terrible passing day. But hey, 116 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. So <laughs> he uh, just gets fantasy numbers even on terrible days. And that's what you love about him if he's your quarterback because you're never going to get that extremely bad game. I mean, think about this. He was 9 for 20, 143 yards passing. That should have been just a brutal game for your quarterback. And yet he gets 23.3 points. <laughs> I know another guy that you have to love. Um, I mean, he's he's unreal. It's like watching a video game. It really is. And then uh, I'll say the rest are pretty simple. There's not many that I'm really terribly disappointed in that you were counting on, except probably Kyler Murray. And he only turned his day into seven after last week's big game against Atlanta. And that's just give you the nature of it with Kyler Murray. It's going to be up and down. Um, he doesn't have the same floor that Lamar Jackson does. He will run the ball at times fairly decent, but he's only had two of those games running the ball so far. He's just not that level. He's going to get you a seven. I I have a hard time trusting him. I really do, especially weeks nine and 11, he gets San Francisco. That's not great. So Kyler Murray, I don't know if you can be going for a fantasy playoffs and trust Kyler Murray. I'd probably go pick up Kirk Cousins on the waiver wire and feel better about that. Oh, without a doubt. 
speaking of that, I do have there's one other guy on here that I have to mention. There's a couple guys that had decent outings that are hardly owned anywhere. One of them being Tannehill. You know how I feel about this team. I will never pick up a quarterback, but I do have to say over 300 yards passing with two touchdowns. He went for 23 points and he's going against Tampa Bay next week. Is this someone that you can stream or do you not yet feel comfortable about it? Say, take Cousins out of it. Say Cousins is already taken. He, he would be, he's, he's an option, but only if, yeah, if the Cousins, if the Staffords are taken. So very, so very non-committal. So <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> he's, I just not there yet, but if you're in a bind and this is who you need to go stream, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's just Tannehill. I'm not, not there yet. I'm not there yet with him. Um. But he's better than Mariota. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think so at this point. So how about running backs here? Chase Edmonds has the big day, 126 yards rushing, three touchdowns. The surprise big day because everyone thought David Johnson was going to be playing. And he was one of those active but not really active kind of games. Yeah, what a, what a, those a tease that is. And everyone's going to be wondering about this, right? I mean, he's going to make um, every waiver board. Chase Edmonds. We don't know how much he'll be the starter. We don't. We don't really know. We know how healthy that uh, Johnson is. But Chase Edmonds is, in your in your opinion, is he for real? Is he someone worth spending a lot of you know your your waiver money or your your top end pick on? Because obviously he does have talent. But is he going to be worthwhile to have moving forward? Well, if you need a running back for this week, I think Chase Edmonds will be a good play because it from, looks like the Cardinals are going to be working out running backs tomorrow. Uh, it looks like they're working out Jay Ajayi, Spencer Ware. So I don't know why that is unless they don't feel good about David Johnson's health. You know, they might just want to throw a little bit of depth in there and there's no need to rush David Johnson back at this point. Chase Edmonds can play just fine. It looks like. So if you have, you need a running back for this week and you're, this is, New, the problem is New Orleans has been tough though against the run. And then you got San Francisco the week after it might not, it won't turn out like it did this past week, but Edmonds has been valuable for a few weeks. Now I would still go. There's no one else out there though. So go get Edmonds. And if you need to run it back and play him, that's yeah, well, pretty much where I mean, I'm at. And you'll him. look at the numbers too, right? I mean, the last three games, Cincinnati and Atlanta, he, he only got eight carries and five carries. He still put up over 10 points, 14 and 12. And then obviously the huge 33, but that was going to be my question. Three out of the next four games, if, say, the Johnson really isn't healthy and they, they want to sit him until the bye in, in week 10, you do have New Orleans and then you have San Francisco twice in the matter of three weeks. I mean, does that scare you off of him at all? It it mean, it does if I had decent options. But if you're one of those play, people that you just don't, don't have any options. good options, yeah. you don't even worry about it. But, yeah, if you have if there's other options out there, you're, you're not probably playing them over play, people you already have. For the most part, I guess the, the question would become like a Joe Mixon type. Would you play him over a Joe Mixon? Gotcha. And I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to look a little closer at that when we get to our rankings shows and stuff like that. See where, you know, what we would think about that. But he's he's definitely interesting, though, as a player right now. And there just isn't there wasn't much else out there. There won't be much out there. In waiver. We'll get to that at the end here. But <laughs> talk about it for anybody else. Other than uh, Edmonds there, Latavius Murray had a huge surprise game too. When Kamara goes out and you get Murray playing against Chicago, you just automatically think, oh, this isn't going to be good. But I mean, Chicago hasn't been as good against 
run defense or you know running backs for fantasy as you just assume by hearing Chicago defense. And Murray turns it around 119 yards and two touchdowns. Just you know, I guess if if Kamara's missing any time, Murray's a, a sure thing. Yeah, and he was obviously if you listen to the show, Latavius Murray has been one of the biggest disappointments for me because. I hyped him up thinking that he could immediately step in and take the Ingram role. And he just hasn't gotten the carries in order to do so. Even though when he has gotten the carries, he looks pretty good. Um, But it was very good to see this. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. As soon as Kamara comes back, they're going to continue doing what they've been doing because they're winning. Kamara is obviously the better back. But obviously, uh, Latavius Murray is one of the very few golden handcuffs uh, in fantasy right now. I mean, be behind. Um, I mean, I actually might not be behind anyone, <laughs> really. I mean, I think you would have to throw Pollard and maybe you know Mattinson out there or something like that. But there's not too many, not too many running backs that are sure things if the number one guy goes down like Latavius Murray is now. Yeah, there really isn't many others. There, yeah, like you said, like a Madison probably is, Pollard might be, but Murray's for sure now. Then after Murray, Dalvin Cook just continues his great season. Just another great game. Don't have really much to say about it. He just looks he looks like a really good running back, which we knew he was. He's just healthy now. Yeah, he's a beast. And Zeke puts together a good game. Austin Eckler just keeps putting up numbers, not on the ground, but seven catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he's finding a way to do it because he is getting – first of all, they haven't been able to rush at all the last few games, but only five carries, and he still manages to put up you know, 18 points. That is really, really impressive. It, it really is. And Melvin Gordon hasn't gotten going yet, but they're going to still keep giving him all the chances to get going. So Beckler's going to be involved. Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, both solid weeks. Aaron Jones gets a receiving touchdown to make it a better week, but – Two disappointing weeks on the ground since his big four-touchdown game, but he's still there. Jamal Williams, though, is definitely involved, which is kind of disappointing if you're a Jones owner. Not many other, like, standout games here. Gurley, 18 for 41 on the ground, but he caught the touchdown. Nice touchdown catch, so. Yeah, that guy can do it all. (laughs) It's just, it's weird that, I don't know, that team, I think Gurley's fine. I don't think this is health. This This still, to me, isn't a health thing. He's still a great running back. And then after that, not a lot of uh, not a lot of great things to talk about there. Some disappointments like Devontae Freeman gets himself two point five in standard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, give me a break. I know I had him on on one of my teams getting ejected for throwing a punch. I mean, if anyone picked you yep. up in the air, I mean, I understand why he did it. But I was just <laughs> like, ah, I, I think I had him and Will Fuller playing on one team, and Will Fuller yep. goes out immediately, and then Freeman gets himself ejected. I was just like, well, okay. Like that that's the week. <laughs> right. That's uh kind of disappointing there. Wide receivers. Marvin Jones, I don't know where he came from this week. Ten for ninety three and four touchdowns. Just that was um And he, you could not have expected that. No. And he dropped a touchdown too, <laughs> which yeah. was the crazy part. I mean, they were just going to him. They they were just picking on wherever he was. It was crazy. But good for him. Finally good to kind of see him get get back into form because it was you know, only a couple of years ago. He was a top five wide receiver. He's been very up and down, obviously, since uh, Patricia got, came in. But obviously he's capable of this. I mean, he, you know, week three against Philly, he went over 100 yards. Um, the touchdowns just haven't been there in order to kind of bolster him. So it was great to see. And once again, we talk about Stafford passing. So I assume making that leap of faith, what you're thinking is, 
but I assume that you're kind of high in Marvin Jones for the next few weeks. I'm more interested in him. I'll say that. And I mean, he's a good player. We know he's a good player. This isn't some, you know, some guy that just does it for one week and you've never heard of him before. Hopefully this is, I think this might just be the jump start he needed to actually, you know, have a start playing a lot better here. And I, I hope that's what it is against the Giants next week, Oakland the week after. I think they got a pretty couple good opponents that they can actually do it against. So we'll see. Maybe this is just a one, maybe this is just a one week thing though. And he goes next week again, like four for 20. Hopefully not, but I think if the Lions are throwing the ball, he's going to be good. And can we just say the top three wide receivers are, are guys we would <laughs> right. absolutely assume would be here? You have Yo, Marvin, Marvin Jones, Ugh. Pascal of Indianapolis, in case people didn't know, and then MVS from Green Bay. So that's quite the the top three. Every, everyone obviously ranked them accordingly. Yeah, where did Pascal come from here? Six for 106 and two touchdowns. I have no idea. Truly. I didn't see that coming. Um it's, I mean, he's been involved a couple weeks ago. He had four for 72. He had two for 53 the week before that. But last, the last game he played, it was only one for eight. I mean, you just don't see that coming at all. I, I will say, though, I did pick him up in the Scott Fishbowl before this past week. Oh, lucky you. But I didn't play him. Oh, <laughs> well, still, at least you have him. <laughs> I, mean, I, I picked, I picked him up, but I didn't that's, play him. That's but, a half yeah. win. I'll give you half credit for that. Right? Just, just for, just for picking him up. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but um, he's an interesting player. Maybe we'll talk about him in waivers. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if he's worth that yet or not. <laughs> but then Valdez Scantling, only two catches, only three targets, but he turns it into 133 yards and a touchdown. I don't know what to make about that. Um, he's gonna catch some big. Thing, big ball, big, big throws, but two targets. He's four, two, three as his targets the last three games. I don't know. I, I wouldn't pick him up. I, I mean, I wouldn't play him. Maybe he's on your bench, but I'm not playing him. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't put a whole lot of... Yeah, I mean, you just don't know what to expect, so I, I highly doubt that I would be playing him either. You'd have to have some real injuries and some real buys going on for me to say why not. Then uh, DeAndre Hopkins bounces back finally, has a pretty solid game, which is nice to see. Stephon Diggs gets himself another good game, so he seems to be back on track. Corey Davis, maybe he just needed Mariota to be gone. Look at that, six for eighty and a touchdown. I mean, yeah, it, it does make me feel better about his about his options. And obviously, I've always been a huge fan of Corey Davis, and never a big fan of Mariota. Um, now that that uh, connection is broken, I would I would give him another look now. And right now his 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 value has to be very very low. So I don't mind you buying low on Corey Davis in case he you know turns into something. And then um, I'm sure we all had Alex Alex Erickson being the best Cincy receiver this week, um, and being better than Tyler Boyd or Auden Tate. Jeez, eight for one thirty seven. I don't I don't know where that came from either. Fourteen targets. It was a very weird week. <laughs> right? That that just came. I mean, I guess last week he did jump up to six targets. I'll give him that, but I didn't see that coming. Other, I mean, a lot of uh, decent performance. Michael Thomas, nine for 131. No touchdowns, so solid. But Devontae Parker gets himself a touchdown, which is three straight games with a touchdown. Hmm. I know I don't don't I don't want to fall back into the what if game with Devontae Parker. What if he fulfills all his potential and this and that? I'm even though it's you know, it looks up a bit. I'm still off that train. I do not. I'm not. I'm not hitching my wagon to that guy. No, no. So I'm going to go down the list a little bit here, and 
I'm going to bring up Keenan Allen because now this is four straight weeks where he's gone now five for 48, four for 18, two for 33, four for 61. Not sure what's happening. And that's off 11 targets too. that four for 61. 11 targets turns it into four for 61. Not sure what's going on there with the Chargers. And that's Keenan Allen. We thought early on this was, he's going to just have a massive season. And now it's just, um, you can't even rely on him anymore. No. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It was, you know, weeks four, five, and six, they completely forgot about him. When you, you go from target wise, you go starting the year, or the weeks one, two, and three. 10, 15, and 17 targets, and then you drop to 5, 6, 6, and then at least they got back on track as far as looking for him. So I think if that continues, um, he'll be okay. But obviously you're at Chicago next week. I I mean, I don't think that would probably be the game to to bounce back. Um, I, I still obviously hold firm on him. But, man, they got to they gotta start just peppering him the ball again because he was so effective when they did that. And then another guy down the list here, as soon as we talked him up, Cooper Cup has not done much in two weeks. Four for 17 last week, six for 50 this past week. I think that'll come around this week again. They play Cincinnati this week. That should hopefully be a good one. We thought Atlanta would be that. It just wasn't for some reason. I am. I mean, there, that's that's the thing, though, with so many guys to throw the ball to. It, he, we thought he was starting to stand out above them, but I guess it's still truly not. I mean... Woods was five for eighty. Cooks was four fifty nine. Everett did pretty decent. So, yeah, he's not. I guess he's not good enough to stand out ahead of everyone yet, which I thought he was getting there. Yeah, he's not bulletproof. So we learned a very important lesson. I, I still, I still very much like the guy, but uh, you know, he'll have down weeks. We found out. Then uh, we all hyped Michael Gallup up pretty good, and he turns it into a three for thirty. Yeah, that one that one bummed me out a little bit. I'll be honest because I really wanted to see like the next young wide receiver take take the step, but nope, not really. <laughs> Did not happen. And then the, you know the talk about the big game for Marvin Jones, but it came at the expense of Kenny Galladay actually one for twenty one. Um, yeah, that was a disappointing for Kenny Galladay owners. Didn't didn't see that one coming either. But about about tight ends, talk about a couple of tight ends here. Darren Waller. Seven for 126, two touchdowns. The guy signs a big contract the other day and then actually plays really well after that, which is good to see after two weeks before this were only a four for 39 and seven for 53. So it's good for him to get back on track, get his first two touchdowns. And I mean, he's one of the top tight end options, I think, without a doubt. Yeah, I agree. And he is more consistent than a lot of his counterparts that may be ranked above him. But, I mean, these were the first two touchdowns he scored all season. I mean, that was really why. He was still ranked a top 10 guy without scoring a touchdown. That is how impressive he has been. Um, So, even if it is, like, you know, every couple of games he gets in the end zone, this will be a great guy to own. And then the rest of the tight end list, for the next, like, few positions here, they're only here because they got touchdowns. There's nothing impressive about these numbers, except the only, like, good game is Hunter Henry's 6 for 97. That's solid. But before you get to Hunter Henry on the stat list, it's everybody's getting touchdowns. Four for 70, four for 65, five for 55, five 58, four for 50. It's all ugly games that get a touchdown to boost them a little bit. The tight end position is just not great right now. No, 100%. So there are a few here that I find interesting. I just want to get your feedback on for everyone. Uh, the first one I'm going to ask is Gerald Everett. So, right, we, we did hype him up a, a bit. He is completely up and down. But another game... In double digits, I mean, that's three out of the last four. 
He's going against Cincinnati next week and then a bye, but you know, he, he has a pretty favorable schedule. How much are you buying into him being a true weapon for the Rams? I mean, somewhat. He's he's gonna think he's gonna remain involved, and that's all that matters right now at the tight end position. So he's worth a he's gonna be a borderline tight end one, I think, every week for me. He's gonna find himself in around that 10-11 spot, I think. Uh, I mean, he's if the Rams figure out their offense just a little bit more, I think he's gonna be even you know very valuable. Last week, I'm not gonna read too much into that. With San Francisco, has been pretty good, but yeah, he's um. Three or three four weeks he's been involved. I think that continues. All right. The next guy I have to ask, I have two more. And because I love him so freaking much, and I really want him to do well. But Dallas Goddard finally got into the action. And I only ask because, you know, he topped out at three targets, you know, the weeks before. You're talking about weeks one through five. Tops out at three targets. Last two weeks, he has gotten eight and four and he has found pay dirt on one of them. So five for 48, and then four for 69 and a touchdown last week. Is this something you could see actually blossom? I know Ertz is still there, but is he actually worth looking at because of how bad tight ends have been? So at some point, we have to forget how good Ertz has been, I almost think. He's, I think he still has that talent, obviously, but look at his stats. Goddard is just as involved. So what do you say? Eight targets and four targets the last two weeks there? Yep. For Goddard? So Ertz has had nine and five the last two weeks. Yeah. And you, well, yeah, so true. So Goddard is just as involved as Ertz right now. And and weeks and, one through five, the amount of targets he had were ridiculous. So what, yeah. what has brought about the change though? No idea. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> it. it. It makes no sense to me. Or all of a sudden it, it but it did, it started, it just happened. And maybe it's just the fact that they're just using him more. We always knew Goddard had the talent, but they weren't quite, they're still just using the one tight end, but maybe they've realized let's use two tight ends. Let's play them both. And Ertz hasn't been spectacular at all. Why would, I mean, what has he done right now so far to earn spots over Goddard in this year? He just really hasn't. I think Goddard is, he's a borderline play coming up here. He's going to be close to that, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 in there too. I mean, top 15 for sure. Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, I don't know. You have to keep an eye on that one, but uh, he is one that he has all the talent in the world. So we'll find out. And the last guy I do want to ask you about, um, obviously this one's a little bit of a stretch, but with the emergence or Cousins kind of, you know, figuring out his game again, Irv Smith Jr., they absolutely loved him in the in the offseason. He's the, the rookie for Minnesota. He hasn't had huge games yet but he was five for 60 against Detroit. He finally got six targets and you're seeing that as cousins goes up, he is starting to get more and more looks and you saw how, how athletic he was when he got the ball. Do you see that there? I mean, obviously it's probably too early to play him or anything like that, but is he on your watch list or do you think that he's just a rookie tight end? And this is probably going to be, you know, the height of it. Oh, I'll take an, keep an eye on it, but I mean, Rudolph went up as well last week. There end up being almost identical numbers there. Rudolph just got the touchdown. Um, with Thielen out this week, that's where it's going to get interesting to see how they play him. Like, does Rudolph get all the work and get a lot more, you know, catches without Thielen there, or does Irv Smith stay involved? I got we got to see it one more time here. But I think Irv Smith's the more talented of the two at this point. Rudolph's better. Best days are behind him. It looks like. So we'll see how that turns around. It'd be it'd be really interesting to see a tight end like that out there though for Cousins with how they've turned this offense around. 
I'd like to see it, but it's still rookie tight end. It's tough to really trust anything like that. But, I mean, you could do worse right now. There's a lot of disappointments out there. And um, George Kittle. I want to bring up George Kittle here. I was going to say, I, the only reason I didn't, and because he had another he had two good <laughs> another poor game, but it, they they played in like a monsoon. It so was terrible. I, I was so going to yeah, forgive him, but <laughs> if, if you look at his numbers, though, if you're really looking at it, I mean, is he a guy that you're looking possibly to trade because he still has the name and tight end is so difficult to come by? Like, do you think you can get more value for him than what than what you have keeping him? I, probably not only because I don't know what you get. Depends if you some reason had another tight end in your roster. Like if you picked up Mark Andrews early on, I mean, Andrews didn't play very well this past week either, but if you had picked up like an Andrews and you could trade Kittle for something of value, that's not a bad move. I, w- I would not mind that at all, actually. Um, I think Kittle will be fine. This past game, it is really kind of hard to judge anybody that played in that game. That was, it was rough. And I mean, now actually, no, three for 38 might be pretty decent in that game <laughs> How with how bad that was. But I wouldn't, if you have a good tight end behind Kittle, I wouldn't mind trading him. But the chances that you have that aren't, aren't great. So, all right. I think that's it for the recap. I'm going to run through, we should run through some waivers real quick here. We talked about a few of these guys already, so we don't have to go too in depth. Um, we talked about Chase Edmonds. I think he's our number one waiver wire ad for the week. I think you'd agree with that one. And then after that, if we stick with running backs, I think Ty Johnson has to be the second. You know, for Detroit there with Carrion Johnson looking like he's going to miss some time. I think it has to be Ty Johnson. We don't really know much about Ty Johnson yet. He hasn't really shown a lot. He got the majority of the work there after um, Carrion went out and he turned it into 10 carries for 29 yards. So nothing that impressive. Four catches for 28 yards. But someone has to get some kind of work. And if you're really hurting for running back, maybe you look at him. But I, I really do feel like it's going to be a passing offense because, I mean, it might not be McKissick's going to get some work too. They're going to have to go get a, themselves a running back off the, off the free agents here. I think maybe they just go get, do they go get CJ Anderson back or something? I mean, they, they probably will. I don't, I don't see him making a major move, but you know, I've, I've been wrong before about this. They're always, it's always interesting to see what players they actually believe in, especially when, you know, we don't we don't know the the general public knows very little about Ty Johnson and whether or not he can be an NFL player. Same thing with McKissick. So um, I, I don't I don't see them making a huge play, but I could absolutely see him adding a, a veteran or, or something of that nature. And I mean, honestly, your CJ Anderson is probably a very, very like good estimation of what they're going to be doing. Unless maybe they maybe they're one of the teams that go works out JGI, but it all really depends on how severe the injury actually is. We really don't know much yet. So, okay, the other guy I have on my list for running back, I'm going to put Mark Walton here. We talked about him like ever so slightly last week, and then he turns around this week and he gets 14 carries for 66 yards, and he looked pretty decent out there. And that's against Buffalo as a solid defense. So if you're again you're really hurting for running back. I think Mark Walton isn't the worst pickup in the world. They're they're all kind of in a split though. It's like a three three way split. Except Martin Mark Walton to me just the more impressive of the guys. I think you know what you got in Drake and Ballage at this point, and they they want to see more from Mark Walton. So, I don't think you'd trust him in your lineup though, would you? <laughs> I mean, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> not at this point. It's a little early for that, but uh, I mean, you make a valid point about the about the carries. If anyone's going to get over, you know. 10 carries in a game. Obviously they're worth a look. 
then uh, quarterback wise, I think like we said, Kirk Cousins. You, you should go pick him up at this point. He, I don't think, should be on the waiver wire anymore. He's he's proved enough here. He's in thirty eight owned in thirty eight point eight percent of leagues, so he should definitely be picked up right now. And I think he's going to have a couple of good weeks here. Other than uh, Cousins, under forty percent, there's really not anything I'm terribly excited about. Garoppolo's hasn't been great. Trubisky, I don't trust him. Bridgewater, he's doing well in real life, but still not great fantasy. Darnold, terrible today against New England. He, he'll probably be better now, but it was just it was brutal. <laughs> Once again, can we just talk about how good the pass defense has, has been? I they're, mean, they're, they're one of the MVPs right now. It is ridiculous. Yeah, they've uh, they've been they just shut. I mean, end up thirty three nothing here. Just shut them out again. They're they're just unreal. It's. Can you, Okay, Matt, New England finally have, and has a defense this good, man. They're going to be tough to beat. Then uh, what else do we got here? Eh, not, not a lot of great options here. If you're, uh, I mean, Zach Pascal, would you, <laughs> and that's a one-week thing. I guess it depends on how much you need a wide receiver you get him. Yeah, I'm still yeah, I'm still not buying into that one. Um, Me either. I, I would have not to yet. find out. I, I think someone that would, you know, land on my list would be um, – Someone more like Philip Dorsett, um, healthy again. Obviously, the New you know New England they're kind of all over with wide receivers. Edelman is kind of the only one for sure. Um, but I like trying to find that um, that next guy up. He did catch the touchdown, um, you know, against the Jets, which kind of bolstered his his week because you know he was just okay, three for forty six. But um, I kind of like him. I actually kind of like Jacoby Myers a little bit better than Dorsett. Really, I do. Um, I don't know why I did. I like, I like Myers a little bit better, but they're both similar in a way. Myers had, he, his numbers would have been huge if he didn't get, uh, he had, uh, Jermaine Johnson beat and Johnson just did just pass interference on purpose there to stop it. That would have been a big touchdown. His numbers would have been huge. He would have had six for a hundred and a touchdown. So five for 47 today for Jacoby and after four fifty four last week. So he's, he's involved too, but you just don't know. Okay. And then Nikhil Harry. He's going to be coming back here at some point soon. That just throws another guy into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very, very true. You're, you're playing kind of, you know, Russian roulette with, with, with who is healthy and who you're going to start and all of that. Um, but yeah, if you if you end up getting one because you can get them for cheap right now and you're correct, then you're, you know, it's great. So pick the one that you think is going to be uh, the, the one that wins out and throw them on the end <laughs> of your bench. And then after that, I think it's, again, it's probably time to start looking at some handcuffs if you haven't picked him up already, like the Alexander Madison. He should be owned. It's just because if, if Dalvin Cook went down, Madison, I think, is going to be a top 15 running back. I don't think he'll be that. He'll be not, he's not as good as Cook, but he'll be very effective. And same thing with Tony Pollard. He's another guy I think needs to be owned at this point. So go pick up those handcuffs. I don't know what else I got here. You got anything else? Benny Snell Jr. maybe yet? We still don't know. We'll wait and see what he is. He looked pretty decent, you know, last week. Didn't buy a week this week. So we'll see. But that's about all I have. Uh, yeah. I mean, once again, it's kind of a, a weak waiver wire. I'm, I'm waiting for an injury or something like that to happen. But, you know, you never know. Uh, there's a few guys on here that could help you produce. So um, I, I don't think it's anyone you have to overpay for, luckily. No, unless you really just need the running back help for this week, then you go get Chase Edmonds. But that's it. That's about all I got for that. That's it for waiver wire. We'll be back tomorrow with some rankings for next week. So get your uh, start sit questions in for that. 
Um, email them us, email them to us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com or go find us on Instagram at fantasyfootballprofit. Get your questions in. We will try to get to as many as we can tomorrow. Talk to you guys then.